0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
1: It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders Post Game Edition. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the post-game edition of the Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by Station Casinos STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. It's Heidi Fang here, and I'm joined with our Raiders beat writer, Vinny Bonsignor. We're gonna get into all of the details here, and the Raiders lost to the Chargers at SoFi Stadium, 24 to 19, the final score. But Vinny, I feel like turnovers were a real problematic issue here for the Raiders. Uh, as Devontae Adams said in the post-game locker room, we'll hear from him a little bit also. It was really down to them making their own mistakes, and that they still had a chance to win there down the stretch. But they've got to do better to clean this up down the road. What were your thoughts on the game?
0: You cannot turn the ball over three times, regardless of what the turnovers were. This time, you know, on Sunday, uh, it was definitely on Derek Carr. He threw three picks. Um, in his estimation, just. Bad decisions, trying to be a little bit overly uh, aggressive. The point is, you cannot lose the turnover battle like that, not against a good team like the LA Chargers. Uh, What was interesting to me is that they battled their way back in order to get the ball with three minutes plus left in the game, down by five with a chance to drive down the field and maybe sneak a win out uh, in spite of it all. So there's some positives to take from this. Uh, I don't expect Derek Carr to have uh, many games this year where he's throwing three interceptions. So if they can clean that up, they're going to be in a lot of games, win a lot of games. But uh, no doubt about it, talking to players after the game was frustrating. It It was a mixture of frustrating and hopeful. Frustrating because they knew that they shot themselves in the foot. Hopeful that, in spite of that, they were still very much in that game right on down to it. Well,
1: let's go ahead and hear from Devontae Adams, who had some words on that.
0: I mean, I look at it as something that's encouraging because, I mean, we we beat ourselves today,
1: really. I mean, that's not taking anything away from that team over there because that's a really good team. Um, You know, they they did a lot of good things today, but you turn the ball over the way that we did today and then you still have the opportunity to go go down and win. Uh, You know, it says a lot about you as a team fighting through adversity and still, you know, our defense uh, did their thing in in the second half. We just got to find a way to, you know, take care of the ball a little bit better and go down there and win. So I look at it as something that, you know, we can feed off of moving forward and, That was Devontae Adams, who, by the way, Vinny had a very uh, number wise great game 141 total yards, a touchdown. He was targeted 10 times, 10 receptions here by Derek Carr uh, after the passes were completed by Devontae. So, what did you make of their debut together on the field here at SoFi
0: Stadium? Obviously, Devontae Adams is as advertised. We saw that throughout training camp, Um, just watching him day in and day out. Here's the thing Um, I thought that, uh, and I'm not blame this on anybody. It was just kind of a natural sort of, of course you're going to use Devontae Adams. It's not a bad problem to have. You got a lot of good players, maybe too many good players at times, but you just have to figure out how to balance it all out. And I think as the season goes on, the more they dig into Josh McDaniels' playbook, the more comfortable everybody gets. And let's not forget, Darren Waller missed a lot of training camp. We all you know, talk about the rust and everything like that. To me, it's probably no surprise that the, the, the biggest rust or the most rust was him getting him involved, and once he did, and they kind of shook it off. Uh, I thought uh, it, it was—it's it, something to definitely build on.
1: Does, does it harken back to the beginning of last season? I'm just thinking about it since you mentioned this with Devonte, that when Darren Waller and Derek Carr had the report that they did. He was targeted 19 times in that uh, first game against the Ravens. So is it, do you feel kind of like a similar situation where Derek is just more comfortable right now throwing to Devontae than he is with Hunter or Mac or with Darren Waller?
0: Um, I don't know if it's because he's more comfortable or that, you know, he was just intent on getting yeah. the ball. It was
1: so highly anticipated.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, for all the reasons, right? All the, all the reasons, their personal connection, all the, all those reasons. And as opposed to last year when uh, he was forcing it to Darren and it was going awry a lot, these were, when they were, <laughs> did they, did they miss on any of the targets? I think there were 10 for 10 on target. No, no, no. There were a couple okay. in the end zone, I think, where, That's right. yeah, and the interception, interception too. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, those in that case, maybe there was an issue of, hey, he was kind of forcing it a little bit too much. Um, but I, I, I just think, yes, probably some natural, incl- as much as they want to say, it's not happening. No, we're not going to do that. I mean, it's the first time that they've been on a football field together since the Las Vegas Bowl in 2013. They're best friends. You're paying Devontae Adams a lot of money. Uh, the natural thing was just try to get him the ball, and, and they'll, I think they'll get that figured out.
1: Now, those three interceptions that we talked about, what would you put those on with Derek Carr? We talked a little bit about that, and uh, just between you and I and saying uh, it was a little bit of uh, Derek saying it was on him. Yeah. What, what do you think was the cause, the root of those interceptions for him?
0: um taking his word well you know uh at least one of them was definitely underthrown yeah. it was just an underthrown ball um but as he explained it afterward he felt he was being a little bit too aggressive there were other throws that he could have made in lieu of the the ones that he that that he decided to throw um and you know he'll he'll work on that and try to figure it out but i think he was in the one i think two of were to Devonte. Two of the interceptions were targets to Devontae.
1: Yeah, one was definitely underthrown as I watched it get picked off by Samuel, literally right in front of me. So that one was one. Uh, The other, I believe, was on the other side. And it might have been Samuel twice on those. I have to double-check the box score. Uh,
0: But in any event, um, I thought all of them were quarterback errors, to be honest with you. So um, it wasn't a case of a tip ball. It wasn't a case of he was being overly pressured. It wasn't a case of the wide receiver was obviously not on the same page for him. He just made bad throws, and that's what needs it's to get fixed.
1: Callahan had the other one. Uh-huh. Yeah, so was, uh, Samuel had one. Cam, uh, Callahan had another, and then there was also one by Drew Tranquil. True. So yeah, my Notre Dame guy. Right. So <laughs> those guys were just picking them up. Uh, force fumbles also from Khalil Mack and uh, Adderley as well. Uh, Joey Bosa had a force fumble as well. Three fumbles. Um, you know the the, the ball lost, security, yeah. right? The ball security issues. Will, Hopefully be cleaned up as you get into the preparation for the Cardinals game. Those are things that sometimes just happen with a great defense like I think the Chargers have when you look at just the players. Khalil Mack uh, knowing his friend a little too well. In right. Derek Carr, yeah, <laughs> three exactly. sacks on the day. Exactly.
0: Yeah. What
1: were your thoughts on this overall? The defense that the Chargers had on the field. I mean, last year they had, you know, one of the poor, uh, poorer run defenses in the NFL, as well as one a uh, uh, secondary that wasn't really right. stopping anybody. But the addition, J.C. Jackson wasn't on the field, but right. Khalil sure made his presence known. He
0: he did, and and I think, um, you know, some of that goes to the offensive line. Uh, you know, we, we saw they used seven different offensive line. I've never seen it in the NFL in. a regular season game where they literally rotated offensive linemen tells me that they're still not settled over on that right side um is it going to be thayer munford at right tackle is it going to jermaine Jermaine luminar is dylan parham the guy at right guard or is it going to be Lester cotton it's still kind of in flux who with Andre James going down, Parra might have to go to center uh, next week against the uh, Cardinals. Hopefully, Andre's okay. He was taken to the hospital uh, for evaluation for a concussion, so we'll see what his status is. But, yeah, I think, I think part of the problem was the offensive line still wasn't quite ready to go. Uh, and perform at the highest level, and uh, it, it hurt the Raiders. So
1: Nate Hobbs on the flip side of uh, this team, we're talking a little bit about the offense there, the Chargers defense, but the Raiders defense, uh, you know, uh, Max Crosby didn't do too bad out there, Jonathan Abram led with tackles, Nate Hobbs had a pretty good day. So what do you think about what you saw in the field from the Raiders defense? Um,
0: I really like Nate Hobbs. I think he made two plays behind the line of scrimmage. On um, One was a cornerback blitz. Uh, where he read it perfectly, Um, and the other, I think he broke off something when he saw it was a run, uh, came up and and made a great tackle behind the line of scrimmage. He had a great pass breakup uh, to give the Raiders, to to stop the Chargers on third down, punted it to the Raiders with three minutes left, give them a chance uh, to win the game. So he's, as advertised, uh, not... You know got to be a little bit worried about chayvon Merrick going out with the hip injury denzel perryman was kind of limping around a little anthony, bit anthony yeah. Averett was hurt with the uh, thumb yep. thumb injury so um you know um again the battle of attrition of the nfl was ironic as we were talking about the raiders were the most were the healthiest team coming into the game nobody on their on their uh, injured list uh, or no injuries to report last week, all of a sudden they had, what, about three or four guys, guys yeah. go down?
1: Even Andrew Billings at one point in yeah. the game, he was uh, car- uh, helped off yeah. by a couple of trainers, but I, I didn't hear anything about his yeah. particular injury. He might have yeah. just cramped up or something, but yeah. even so at the time, when you start seeing them, with, it was like a sequence. Denzel Perryman uh, getting a little banged up, and then Anthony Averett leaving, and then An- uh, Andrew Billings getting helped off by trainers. So all of this was happening yeah. in sequence. I believe trainers was in the third quarter as well. So lots of injuries just, and you start to wonder, it was a very hot day out here yeah, as well. Yeah. Were people cramping up? Was it that kind of issue? Electrolytes? Yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: Um, and the, I guess the good news is, you know, uh, it, hopefully none of these injuries are season-threatening type of injuries. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you what, as, as deep as they had to go into their depth chart, they kept coming up with guys that were playing pretty well, especially defensively. You know, the, the Chargers. I mean, the Raiders held the Chargers to seven points in that second half, uh, gave their offense a chance to, uh, to to still win the game. So, um, and that's a pretty good offense uh, over there, without question. So, some some good things. You, you hate to lose, and I know the Raiders were frustrated and bitter after the game. But uh, as 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 uh, uh, Darren Waller told me, he goes, "It's not like we're gonna, you know, beat our head." beat ourselves over the head with a sledgehammer you fix the problem fix whatever the issues are it's not this wasn't a game of oh my gosh the charges were so much better and even Derek Carr alluded to that he's like you know it was, I'm not saying it was easy but it wasn't hard to move the ball uh and do some things that we really wanted to do uh and he and, and as he said I've been on teams where it was pretty hard to move the ball that wasn't the case it was just a couple of bad decisions and um you know uh and 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 ends up costing the Raiders a game
1: with all the different running backs that this team had. One of the things that I thought that they might do early after making a couple connections to Devante and flashing the, the new hardware, what they got out there on the field that they would start running the ball more effectively, but that wasn't really done throughout the game. Total 13 carries on the ground. So what do you make of that call? Was it that they fell behind early or was it just that it's just that they fell behind
0: 17, three at half. It's just, and you know, uh, You just had to come back, and it's hard to come back by running the ball. You know, uh, they had to they had to throw it, and and they love their matchups with Devonte and Darren and and Hunter and all that. So uh, they just need to get more balance, and they can't let, you know, when you fall behind by 14 points, um, that's going to change your your game plan. If they're up 14, now all of a sudden it flips on what they are, they're able to do, and they they did run the ball successfully when they ran it yeah. uh, at times. So that's that's something to build on as well.
1: Okay, so let's look ahead here, home opener. At Allegiant Sunday the 18th against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, what do you think the keys to the game or things that the Raiders might need to improve upon to be able to take home a win at home?
0: Don't turn the ball over. Yeah, that's Block a little bit better, but really don't turn the ball over. And and I hate to say this, but um, you know, uh, not to take anything away from the Cardinals, but they don't have the kind of pass rushers that the Chargers have. They don't. I I don't think that you know. Uh, I like Murray a lot. Kyler Murray, but is he Justin Herbert? I mean, there aren't many people that are Justin Herbert. So, um, from a talent perspective, I think you know this is a more advantageous uh, matchup for the writers, and so they 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 have to clean up their own stuff and if they clean up their own stuff uh, I think they'll be okay.
1: All right. again the uh, Raiders taking an L here at SoFi Stadium the final score 24 to 19 and they will go home to face the Cardinals who lost to the Kansas City Chiefs by the way, 44 to 21 the final there so the Cardinals have some things of their own that they're going to need to look at before heading into Allegiant in Las Vegas on Sunday, September 18th. We'll have you covered with all of that and more. Make sure to check out everything that we put out in print, uh, as well as all of our Raiders information on VegasNation.com. For Vinny Bonsignor, I'm Heidi Fang. Thank you for listening. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the SDN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town, at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started, no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $500 on your first deposit.